Hello and welcome to another edition of The Stew with JT Brew. I have my co-host Brian Toast Clark here. We're going to go around the ice in the NHL tonight and just give you a little heads up on what's what's happening. Stick with us. You're in The Stew. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously not a square up to start an institute. Make evaluations like a commissioner do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room. Update your roster and pick and choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through sifting through new statistics to make it to our end zones through different groups. Universities, institutes, down to homies who click in groups. I introduce so, so we've got some uh, different topics kind of lined up for this evening. Let's just jump into it. NHL around the ice. Let's start things off talking 2018 Canadian World Juniors scandal. Things have gotten a little dicey here. We've kind of been waiting to hear about this for a while, what was going to happen with it, what in, more information was going to come out. And now we've got we've got some stuff uh, happening. Five members have been indefinitely taking a, a leave of absence from their respective teams. Uh, they've been asked to surrender to police to face sexual assault charges. This is a, a bad situation all around. We're hoping they they would figure this out and kind of figure out what guys were part of it what were not as you know the whole team was under investigation now they're down to to five specific players let's talk just briefly about kind of what's going on here yeah jt i really hate to kind of bring this up on the podcast but if we're going to be talking about anything nhl and what's important um this has to be kind of at the forefront um so we'll, we'll briefly you know we'll talk about it here briefly and we'll move on to the next topic but uh um, right now, uh, five individual, five individual players have been, um, like you said, taken indefinite leaves of absences and have been asked to turn themselves into police of what's been an investigation for about five years now. And, uh, so it's finally actually come to a head. They finally, the NHL has, has done enough of an investigation to figure out that, you know what? Yeah. Uh, they've gathered enough where they need to turn themselves in and they actually need to be, uh, you know, uh, face these charges. So, um, there's one player significance on here from a fantasy and from an NHL perspective and the other ones aren't so much, but New Jersey, uh, Michael McLeod and Cal foot. Interesting enough, New Jersey did not cite any reason for their departures. Um, other than to say they were, you know, uh, again, uh, they would be taking an indefinite leave of absence. Uh, Calgary Fr- flames, uh, young, uh, I'd say up and comer, uh, Dylan Dubé, um, they cited mental health, the reason for his departure. So all of this is a little odd in itself. Uh, I mean, just say he's taking a leave of absence. Uh, I'm not really sure why they actually came up with a mental health reason for his departure, considering he is under this investigation. And, but the one, uh, that is really the, of the most importance, really, uh, if there is a player of most importance here from a fantasy perspective, and that's what we have is we have a fantasy hockey podcast here we'd like to talk about. And uh, it's Carter Hart, uh, the goalie for Philadelphia Flyers. They cited personal reasons for his departure. 
so uh, it'll be interesting to see how this actually plays out. Uh, there's no doubt they're going to take this very seriously. They've already done. I am shocked that it's taken five years to get to this point where they're finally coming to this conclusion that uh, that this could be a criminal charge. Um, but the fantasy implications for this is that Carter Hart will no longer be in goal for Philadelphia, and uh, it'll be the newcomer Urson will actually be in goal. And really, Urson's been doing a pretty good job this year. He did actually uh, cost me and my brother Gail a little bit of money last night. Uh, we bet him over <laughs> on the saves, and uh, that screwed us. But nevertheless, uh, Urson's done a really, really good job. So uh, he will be getting the majority, if not all, the starts while uh, Carter Hart is out. And it's too bad because Philadelphia right now, they just JT – they're having a great season, an absolute yeah, they, great they've season. They've looked fantastic. We talked about it in previous previous podcasts that they uh, they've been one of the the bright spots, one of the teams we didn't necessarily see coming. We knew they had a lot of young talent, but Hart had had some up and down years the last couple of years in goal. He finally seemed like he had got back on the right track to start this season, and then you know something like this comes about, and uh, you know kind of derails it. We'll see if the Flyers can kind of hold down the fort with him gone now. Yeah, hey, JT, before we get into our next topic here, uh, I want to mention that the, the Florida Panthers are just – they're rolling right now, guys. Uh, they're up 3-0 on Arizona right now, uh, five minutes into the second period. They just scored their fourth goal. Your guy, Matthew Kachuk, has already got two goals and an assist You know, through 25 minutes of play. And, of course, Reinhardt has another one. We'll talk about Reinhardt here a bit, but, man, Florida is looking dangerous. I need it. I've, I've, my team has been on a slump here of late uh, scoring-wise, so I can use all the points I get. Uh, topic number two for this evening, we're going to talk about your Chicago Blackhawks. We were just talking about it. I got a, a Chicago Blackhawks uh, glass for Christmas, even though I'm a Red Wings fan. Now they're in di- different divisions. We feel like we can kind of root for both of them. Uh, so the Blackhawks have signed three players. Uh, you know, Connor Bedard, as everybody knows, is kind of the big news still out with that injury and, and kind of – question was what were the wings or excuse me what were the Blackhawks going to do without him as he's kind of been uh really the face of the team and every reason to watch uh them this year but they got uh, three players signed um two-year contract extensions uh toast let's get into these guys who who they signed and what does it kind of mean for the Blackhawks yeah, so uh, I'll mention the signings first, and I won't even mention this because I'm a Blackhawks fan and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, plus, it is pretty big news for a team that's really in a rebuild, like we said. So that they made three signings in a, here in the last week. Uh, Nick Foligno, um, they gave him a two-year extension. So he's going to be here through the 25-26 season at a $4.5 million AAV. Now, a lot of people um, will realize from a fantasy perspective, he only has value. And none of these guys really have value unless you're in the deepest of leagues, uh, the 14 to 18 team leagues and, and maybe even dynasty leagues. Um, uh, Nick Foligno, um, I believe, will be the de facto captain, and he will be the captain uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks next year, and he'll be basically keeping that seat, seat warm until Connor Bedard's actually ready to take the captain seat, which really, quite frankly, he probably is ready to do that now. Um, but uh, Felino was a was a huge, huge get JT uh, for the Hawks that had that two-year extension. Again, they're in that rebuild. They actually want to have that leadership in the locker room, and he has really taken that leadership role and ran with it. Uh, great signing for the Hawks. The, uh, uh, yep. The next, uh, next guy on the list, Jason Dickinson, two years, uh, two year extension for him as well. Very similar terms, 4.25 million, uh, AAV through the 25, 26 season. And then, uh, you, you know, 
he's the guy that maybe people don't know as well about. And then they also resign the old Red Wings player, the goalie, a guy me and you've talked about a lot, a lot lately is he's played really well so far, uh, especially if you have him in fantasy and you don't take losses uh, as, as a huge negative and points, he's actually been pretty solid. Yeah, the great thing about the Jason Dickinson signing, JT, in addition to uh, Nick Foligno, is uh, when you are good on this team, when this team gets good, those are your third-line players. Those are your third-line role players that are actually just going to – you may pit them up against the first-liners of the other ones and actually frustrate them, wear them out a little bit. They, they, they battle. They, they, they play tough in the corners. Uh, Jason Dickinson, again, as you said, through the 25-26 season at 4.25 AAV. And then and you mentioned – and I know, I know why you didn't mention his name, JT, because you were afraid you were going to butcher his last name. I know, but you know what? I've it's done it right. ever since he was a yeah. Red Wing. I've but, butchered but, his name. But you just needed to continue <laughs> to try. It's Peter Morazic, and morazic has been nothing Marazic. spectacular. Marazic. Nothing less than spectacular for the Hawks uh, this year. The Hawks are a bad team. Morazic actually has well over a 900 save percentage. He's got a 935 save percentage. I remember right. They said uh, in the last five games, and man, he is keeping him in every single game. He's probably resurrected his career. He's having the best season of his career, and they reward him with another two-year extension to the 25-26 season at 4.25 million AAV. So, JT, uh, what's all that mean, right? So uh, let me let me tell the listeners kind of why I want to talk about this. There are roster players right now signed to the 25-26 season beyond, be, besides those three, Bedard on his entry-level contract, Kevin Korchinski, the young defensive star on his entry-level contract. Seth Jones, a 29-year-old at $9.5 million AAV through the 29-30 season, signed by the previous general manager regime. And then Connor Murphy, also signed by the previous regime, 30-year-old at $4.4 million AAV through 25-26. So if you look at that right there, based players on the roster right now, you actually have six players that are actually going that are that are that are signed here for the next two seasons that 25 26 season that is it they have minor league players actually signed to the 25 26 season you got paul ludwinski 39th overall pick in a 2022 draft gavin hayes in a 2022 draft of 66 overall and you got colton dock kirby's brother who actually didn't last long in chicago the 62nd overall pick in 2021 and you got nolan allen ethan del mastro and then the prize goalie drew camesso at 46 overall in 2020 so you know, what does all of that actually mean right now? I believe, I think at the end of 25-26, the Blackhawks are actually tipped their hand right now, JT. They're telling everybody we're done with the rebuild at that point. There is only about $30 million in salary committed during that 25-26 season already with only one player committed after that, and that's Seth Jones. The Hawks are going to be super active. I'm thinking next year during the trade deadline. And then after next year in the free agency, heading into the 25-26 season, um, I, I think that'll be good. During the 25-26 season, we're going to be really, really good, and it all goes well. They're ready to compete for cups for the next seven, eight years, starting at 26-27 and beyond. So uh, uh, lots. Of, I, I know it doesn't sound like a whole lot with the Hawks and those three signings, and they're, 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 they're small signings, but nevertheless, that does tip their hand and show where their plans at and what they think their timeline's looking like. Yeah, and with you know Connor Bedard, you got to assume they're like, hey, this gives him two years to really kind of mature, break out. We've already seen he's been spectacular uh, at the beginning of the year before the injury, but now that sets them up to go in and actually sign some huge names, get some big free agent signings, do some stuff where he's kind of built himself, and then this team, like you said, in two years is ready to actually rock and, and start uh, taking off. And so, to to me. 
if you're a Blackhawks fan, you like to see this. You 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 can see where they're going with everything, and you can like, hey, there is a plan in place. They're not just free will. They do know what they're doing. And it for me as a fan of a team, I'm at least I know the losses are getting me somewhere. You know, you know they're we're not just taking losses to take losses. They know what the plan is and they know where they're going. And to me, that you know that definitely gives a fan base you know something to look forward to and count on you know, while you're losing the next couple of years. They're playing tough hockey right now. We talked about that last time on the podcast, JT. I mean, they went into Vancouver a couple of nights ago and actually only lost 2 nothing. Like, hey, all of the, uh, you know, only lost 2 nothing. Did you see this roster on this Hawks team? Oh, they don't have anybody. And they have no crazy. one. <laughs> and they gave up those goals, like, right away. Early. I mean, they were yep. early, and then they shut them down the rest of the way. I had a, a same-game parlay that I felt real good about and after those first two points i couldn't get any more points scored the rest of the night and it, it, it killed my uh parlay but yeah they i mean they played them tough the whole rest of the way after giving up i mean i think it was like 16 seconds in or something they gave up a goal yeah. then they gave up another one like a couple minutes later and then it was you know they played them you know even the rest of the way so you know even though they are losing like i said I've been taking them a lot of plus one and a half since some games and stuff because you're getting decent money on them and they're playing teams tough. Even though when you really look at the roster, you're like, you, it's kind of a surprise. You're like, how are they doing this? Because they, it's not like they got a ton of talent, especially with Bedard out right now. Setting that culture, setting that culture yep. is what they're doing. All right, let's get on to our third topic of the evening. Uh, Low roster Connors to add. Yeah, let's talk about some of this toes. Difficult to find some of the diamonds in the rough. You know, this time of the year, trying to find some streamers, you know, you're starting looking out there like who's got extra games, who's playing when, you know, what are some recommendations on, on some guys we should be looking for uh, to possibly pick up stream in certain situations uh, in the right spots? Yeah, so uh, I, I really want to take a look and see out uh, um, there on fan tracks uh, who was low rostered, uh, you know, that I think is uh, producing at uh, a pretty good clip. And it's funny, I didn't really plan on actually doing this, JT, and that's why we called this segment the low-rostered Connors, because I found three guys with the name Connor in their name. I know, pretty and those crazy. are the guys we're going to talk about. There. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and this kind of came, so I was putting this together, and I'm like, I had two of them like, well, I got to go find a third Connor now, because I didn't even plan on it, but nevertheless, let's talk about him. <laughs> uh, Connor Murphy. Uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks, we just mentioned uh, him. He's got a $4.4 million AAV assigned to the 25-26 season. Hey, this guy is a bangers league beefer. He's a beefer. All right, so eight points in 43 games. That's not that good, right? Not very good at all, only eight points. But he's already got 100 hits. He's already got 100 blocks. We're halfway through the season. JT, can you do the math on that, right? He's on pace for 200 hits and 200 blocks. Absolutely. Averaging three and a half fantasy points a game. Just hitting and blocking, he's only owning 14% of leagues on fan track. So, uh, I mean, everybody needs a defenseman, especially in Bangers League. And Connor Murphy right now in our league, JT, he's out there. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you because I'm playing you this week. Well, it's just like, you know, you're not you're not going to always get those defensemen that are going to get in there and, you know, score a bunch of points. But, man, you need those guys that are going to get you something every night. And, again, with the blocks and the hits, you know, three and a half fantasy points a game, that's a solid that's a solid week for him. You know, if he gets you that a couple times uh, throughout the week, uh, that could be a difference maker in a week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's let's uh, mention the second Connor. We've got Connor Garland. Uh, Garland really early in the season, wasn't getting a whole lot of ice time at all. I'd say lucky to get nine, 10 minutes of ice time a night, but lately his ice time has actually increased. He's averaging over 15 minutes a game since the turn of the new year in 2024. 
He's shooting a ton right now, a lot. He's got eight points in his last 10 games. He's on power play two, and he's also sharing a third line uh, with uh, Dakota Joshua. Dakota Joshua, Vancouver as well. I believe they're both in that third line. They're both outperforming where they were actually drafted, and we'll talk about that segment here in a second. And But Garland's a guy you should take a look at. Eight points in his last 10 games. He is streaky, but Vancouver's awesome. They're great, man. They're actually – those first two lines are so unbelievably good. And then that third line's really picking it up for Vancouver. Yeah, and, it, you know, we talk about it all the time. If you're going to take a chance on some flyers, some streamers, you want to take guys that are on offenses that are producing points. And, you know, Vancouver has been scoring a ton lately. Uh, so, yeah, he's worth uh, – he's definitely worth it. We got a comment here from our buddy Ryan Martin. Says beefer question time question mark Todd Johnson question mark he likes the beefer uh, the reference there uh, from, from Ryan Martin man well uh, here hey Martin uh, if if Todd Beefer Johnson who's from our hometown was actually in hockey we all know he'd be playing goalie and back in the day we just lay him down in the goal crease that's it just lay him down my brother always used to say now Todd's not this this big my brother always used to say Gail he's like why don't sumo wrestlers actually just play goalie. Seriously, why don't they sign him? They just lay their, they just lay him right in the goal crease. Uh, they'll, they'll stop. That they probably have a nine ten save percentage. Just lay him in there. Yeah, Martin says, "Yeah, he's laughing. He, he's he's uh, he's on the uh, same thing." So now let's talk to our our last uh, Connor uh, of of this group. Yeah, Logan O'Connor. Okay, so from Colorado, eleven points in his last ten games. Uh, I don't know if this is going to last though because. Remember, JT, uh, you got Valerie Nashushkin, and he actually went on the Players Assistance Program. He actually left from Colorado. He was tearing it up, mainly because he's good at hockey. But two, Arturi Lekkinen. And you guys have all mentioned me say that several times on this podcast. This is our 17th episode. I probably mentioned that three or four times on this uh, this uh, podcast that Arturi Lekkinen's been out since early November, basically all year. Lekkinen's back. He actually is making his debut here this week. He may have even made it. I think he's making it next game for, for Colorado. That may even be tomorrow. What's that going to do to Logan O'Connor and his production? I'm not sure, but right now, Logan O'Connor is doing all of this, 11 points in his last 10 games. He's not getting any power play time, but he does get line to deployment on what is very explosive Colorado team. So uh, I take a chance on Logan O'Connor. Yeah, and you, you figure it might take like, I mean, a little time to kind of get his minutes up and stuff like that. So you might as well take a chance uh, with O'Connor right now because, again, this is a streamer. You can If, if he starts uh, losing ice time and the scoring goes down, you can always drop him and uh, pick somebody else up. So that's those are a couple of uh, you know, really nice names of guys that, you know, super small percentage are they owned in fan tracks leagues. So those are guys you can kind of go out there and look. Let's jump on to our fourth topic of the night. Players who have performed well above their draft position toast. You know, we always talk about, you know, Hey, this guy was a good value or that guy's a good value or where to kind of draft the guy. Um, we've got some guys that have just been phenomenal this year. And you, if you got them, you most likely got them in a pretty good uh, spot. So let's jump in there and let's talk about some of these guys that are just way outperforming uh, what we thought they were going to do this year. I, I think we talk about Sam Reinhart every single podcast, don't we, JT? Almost I, every pretty single one. Pretty much at one. this point, it's it's the Sam Reinhart podcast, let's be honest. Yeah, we'll have to change the name, but there's a reason <laughs> for that. Because uh, this a hey, this man, this, this, this beautiful man right now, ADP of 104 on fan tracks. He's been top five overall in most scoring formats. 34 goals, and guess what tonight? Scored his 35th. I'm looking at my phone right now. His 35th goal and only his 47th game point. 
but he's shooting 27% on the season. Remember JT about three or four weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago, I said, that's not going to continue. Yeah, maybe you're like, there's no sell. way. That's going to drop back down to 15%, 13%, somewhere yep. in that range, and it has not. Screw it. Just go with it. Uh, I, I, I would say at this point, he's so unbelievably hot. I'd say this guy is going to go ahead and he's going to put at least 55 up this year. And that, that I'd be shocked at this point now how hot he is at that dip below 20% for the entire season. So uh, Sam Reinhart, again, 104th average draft position. He's top five this year in all formats. Yeah, he, he's just he's been incredible. Another guy. You know, we've talked about a number of times on this uh, show, a guy that really wasn't fantasy relevant much until this year. Number two on your list, uh, Frank Vetrano from Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Frank the Tank. Uh, So Frank the Tank, Vetrano for Anaheim, an ADP of 338. Get this, top 15 overall in scoring in most formats. Guy's got 21 goals, 13 assists. Here's what I like about him. 152 shots on goal. 55 penalty minutes, 72 hits, 48 blocks, 18 and a half minutes of time on ice in 47 games. JT, if you and I actually go out on a Friday night with a chip on our shoulder, we want this guy with us, right? I mean, That's he's right. acting like he's a Brady Kachuk. I mean, the, the, and the numbers he's putting up on Anaheim is, is, is one of the things that we were like, looking at the beginning, you're like, who's going to score for that team? What, you know, what are they going to do? And he has come out of nowhere. I mean, 338. I mean, that's the guy's not even on a roster most of the time. And this guy, he's just absolutely lighting it up this year. Uh, if you were lucky enough to pick him up, most people didn't draft him. If you picked him up early in the season, you, you know, he was your waiver wire winner of the year. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be slowing down either. Uh, seven points in his last 10 games. Uh, he's shooting a very good, sustainable 13%. Um, and Anaheim, here's what I like. If, if you don't have a trade deadline that's come up yet, look at Vitrano's way and try to get him in a trade. Now, again, you may have to overpay a little bit because Frank the Tank's actually doing what he normally doesn't do. But I love Anaheim's schedule, JT. And I know you do, but on those West Coast teams, they mm-hmm. plan all those off nights and those Mondays and those Wednesdays and Fridays and Sundays on those non-traditional nights. So there's always room for them on your actually on your starting roster. So I, I love Bertrano, what he's doing. I also love the uh the schedule as well. I say go get Frank the Tank. Yeah, we were talking about the the Flyers earlier. Um uh, They've got some guys that have really stepped up. I mean, we love some of the guys coming out, you know, just pure talent-wise. You know, it was just like, when were they going to perform? Travis Konechny, ADP 140 on fan tracks. He's been top 25 overall most of the year. He's one of those guys we talked about. You know, when was he going to hit? He finally has. Yeah, exactly, JT. And, you, hey, good job on the pronunciation. Travis Konechny, you did a great job there. Um, here's another mini Brady Kachuk. I mean, I, I've said Brady Kachuk is a standard for any bangers league. I love that. I love the man. This guy, Konechny, has got 161 shots on goal, 42 penalty minutes, and 48 games. Five shorthanded goals, man. Is this guy a workhorse or what? I mean, he's only 25 years old. He's definitely the – he is the leader – of that Philadelphia team. And really w- what we had said, the surprise of the league, surprise of the league. And uh, man, Konechny is a guy that most people be salivating to have on a, a dynasty league or, or a keeper league uh, because uh, mm-hmm. um, he's just learning this. He's just learning how good he is and being only 25 years old. 
Yeah, another guy uh, coming up on the list. We've got a few more guys on the list. A guy that burned me the other night in that Blackhawks game. I had him with over a point, and he got zero in that game, but he's been on fire lately. Give me your guy from Vancouver. Yeah, Brock Besser. So Brock Besser, ADP of 184 on fan tracks. He's a top 30 player overall, and we just talked about how good Vancouver is. I mean, if – if you're on Vancouver, you're going to benefit from the players around you. They're an offensive juggernaut, Vancouver is. Uh, and Besser, he's a big part of that. 27 goals, 19 assists, 126 shots on goal, and nearly 19 minutes of time on ice in 47 games. Streaky, streaky, streaky player. But who cares, really, because he's on line one with Pedersen and Miller. He's on power play one as well. And right now, he's in the second year of his three-year $6.65 million AAV deal. He's going to be 28 years old when it expires. I want the Hawks to get him. All right. So he'd look, he'd look good, uh, you know, uh, wearing, wearing a Hawks sweater. But uh, those are the type of players I believe their Hawks are going to be in line to get to supplement all the young players around them. Because guys in the late 20s that come up on that 25-26 season after that, that's who they're going to want to get to supplement those young players that are all superstars on their team. They're going to be 20. One, 22, 23 years old. So I uh, love Brock Besser. Yeah, and they're, and they're going to have the money to spend. Uh, so that's the other thing is the, the Hawks might be able to go out there and and give up a little bit more than someone else to bring a guy in. So that he's a guy definitely uh, to keep an eye out on. Uh, number five on our list, Charlie Coyle from Boston Bruins. Another guy who was way down in that ADP, 369. ADP on fan tracks coming in, but he's actually been a, a really solid player uh, this year in fantasy. Yeah. Top 60 overall in most scoring formats. And uh, the reason why he wasn't drafted, um, you know, um, um, high at all is because everybody thought that Pavel Zaka would actually play in between Pasternak and Marshawn mm-hmm. on that top line. And it wasn't Zaka. And that stunk for us, JT, because I know we have Zaka um, in yep. our, in our, our dynasty league. But uh, Zach is still a young player, and uh, Charlie Coyle is a little bit older. He's a 31-year-old uh, center, and Coyle is having the best season of his career. He's got 17 goals and 21 assists, and he's got four game winners as well in 46 games. The guy's still only 65% owned on fan tracks, and I guarantee there's mo- there's many more serious uh, fantasy players on fan tracks. So I guarantee in ESPN and Yahoo, he's way less than that. He's probably down at 35% in both of those. Uh, let's move on to topic number five. Who are we excited for the rest of the way here? You know, we've got, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, some of the ups and downs over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we got some of our performers, some streamers now. You know, what are we excited for kind of moving on? I'll tell you, and, I, you know, I've got to go Homer here because I can't help myself, but I'm excited. Well, you for should. The Red Wings. You should I'm be excited, excited about Detroit. them. They got off to a great start. They had a little bit of a lull there in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, you're like, okay, they're coming back to earth a little bit. Then they got the Patrick Kane signing, and it seemed like that kind of gave them a jolt. Uh, and I tell you what, I've, I've gotten a chance to, to watch a lot of their games, uh, you know, live the last two weeks. And, man, they're playing some good hockey. They're 7-2-1 and one in the last 10 and they easily could have won every one of those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have been in the mix in every game. Every game's you know uh, just gone down to the wire. They've just they, the offense is really picking it up, and they're finally getting some solid goalie play uh, that's really made a big difference for them. It, it's been huge. Uh, Alex Lyon, he's the, he's been the guy. Eleven mm-hmm. six and two, uh, two sixty seven goals against average. Uh, 
0.919 save percentage. I mean, they're two points ahead of the Devils right, uh, right now. Big win uh, the other night, a big game against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had a, yeah. a real close one uh, about a week ago against Toronto as they're right there in the mix with all those teams are right bunched together points-wise. So, I again, I, you know, I think, and you've talked about it all year. I've been a little, uh, I've been a little weary, but you said, "Hey, they're making the playoffs." I know this they team's going to make the playoffs. I'm starting to definitely feel it. I'm like, this team is going to get back in the playoffs. They, they've had some injuries. They've had some injuries, and uh, they've missed Kane here for the last couple weeks. And mm-hmm. guess what they've done without Kane? And Kane was actually almost a point per game player. Patty Kane's looked like Patty Kane since he's actually been in the Red Wings. He looks no different at all. But he's had that lower body injury that's not related to that hip. He had surgery around. And what have they done without him? Seven, two, and one in the last ten games. I mean, so that's a playoff team. That's a playoff team. Once they actually get all of their guns back, and they're going to have a big second half of the season, I think. They're starting to believe now, JT. They're actually out of that that um, that rebuild. This is the first year where they're actually expected to kind of start doing something, and they're taking advantage. I I, I love the Red Wings. So uh, that's hard for me to say for a Blackhawks fan, but, hey, I love the Red Wings because they're in the East. It's not like we're yep. playing the Blues. So, you're, not, um, you're not playing them anymore. It's you have the different division. And they, you know, it's, like, it's like I said, it's been hard with all the hate over the years. It's like all my friends being Blackhawks friends, you and all our buddies being Blackhawks friends, my family all from Detroit. So I grew up a Red Wings fan. But it's like, man, you can kind of root for both of them because, man, we've talked about it in the past. Would that just be unreal if these teams ever saw each other in the Stanley Cup Finals? It would be mayhem. If the Red Wings and the Blackhawks got to a Stanley Cup final against each other, it would be awesome. Well, I'd be telling my wife that she loves to actually take a big vacation every year. I'd be telling her we're not vacationing in June. I'll tell you that right now. And I'll probably <laughs> like just take off two weeks off work to the finals. and do nothing but actually just watch games. And like you said, go to a game. We'd definitely yeah, be there, absolutely. Um, let's, let's end this by telling you who I'm actually excited about. And I mentioned it last time, but. And I'm usually not excited about this team and the Edmonton Oilers um, because I think the Oilers are a bunch of wine bags. Uh, the Oilers are uh, um, it's almost as if they're actually born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Uh, they get, have never know how to work hard for about anything. But guess what the Oilers have actually done? They've won 14 straight games before the 14 game win streak. They lost three in a row. And before that, they'd won eight straight. So you do the math, that's 22 out of 25. 22 and 3 in their last 25. They have a comfortable wild card lead right now. But here is the most important part. And I mentioned this the last time, and I'm going to mention it again. Their games have actually gone the under 10 out of the last 14 games they have won. It's went the under on the goals. They have actually went under six goals, 10 out of the last 14 games. And they've given up two or less goals in 12 straight. JT, they've made it over to the hump. I think it's kudos to Chris Knobloch, who they actually brought in early on the season when they were actually 3-10-1, whatever it was. Since yeah, Knobloch terrible. showed up, they've been the best team in hockey, and they're doing it the right way. Uh, I'm pretty excited about the Oilers. I, you know, this is a team we talk about every year. Super exciting team to watch. Ton of talent. But you just know when it gets to playoff time, they're going to be toast. They're going to get beat. Somebody's going to take them out that shouldn't take them out because they just don't play hard enough defense. They can't win the close games. They can't win unless they're scoring five or six goals. And it finally looks like we've seen the Edmonton Oilers grow up and mature. And this team has figured out how to win close, low scoring games, which you almost you thought never would say in the past. You're I would have like, said that would never happen. And that would just never happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? 
but yeah, they're getting together. Like finally the, the goalie plays pretty well. And, you know, and again, it's not, they're not a hundred percent reliant on the dry sidle and uh, McDavid show. They're not like, Hey, you guys go out and score a bunch of points every night and we'll just kind of hang back. They're actually, it's, they are playing more like a team. They're all together. And you know, you got to think that's gotta be, that's just going to have to be huge near the end of the year for those guys. Those guys should have a little something in the tank once it comes to playoff time, as opposed to, you know, they've been running circles around everybody all year, uh, trying to score as many points as they can to get people, you know, to keep them in games. So this is a team that I, you know, I I say it every year when we talk about the playoffs, I'm like, you know who we're taking for a first round bounce. We're like Edmonton. They're going to get upset. And we always bet the other team uh, for, for the, the first round or second round. I actually think I'm going to like Edmonton this year. I mean, they, they're looking good and you got to say they, if they continue to play like this, they're going to have to end up being one of the favorites. Yeah. Stuart Skinner, the 25 year old goalie. He's a big part of that. Um, I mean, when you got a 25 year old goalie uh, playing out of his mind, like he is, I mean, he's won so many games in a row starting for them. Uh, But you got, you got contributors, JT, like Warren Fogle. I'm just looking at the roster right now. Just telling you who's actually stepped up as Warren Fogle's actually stepped up. Matthias Jamark's actually stepped up. Sam Gagne's actually stepped up as well. Cody Cece's played a good role. Uh, And Matthias Ekholm actually came over from Nashville. If you guys remember, right. This is his first year. He's actually done a good job. And you got Vincent Deshardnay uh, has a really, uh, played well this year. So I wouldn't say they're balanced one through four, but they actually are from third and fourth. They're not dog crap anymore. All right. They're, yeah. they're actually serviceable and that's actually what you want. You get good goaltending and you got a great, uh, defenseman and actually Evan Bouchard and you have resurgent seasons from guys like Evander Kane as well. And they just re-signed, they just signed off, off the scrap heap, uh, Corey Perry. That'll be really interesting. The guy who actually the Hawks had to let go from some type of misconduct. So uh, nevertheless, uh, the Edmonton's rolling. It'll be interesting to see. I'd love for them to see if they can get the 20 in a row. Uh, that, that, at this point, I think they can do it. And we got uh, we got a comment here from uh, Titch41. McLeod is a stud. Now they have the worm. Go Oilers. So that's our buddy. Uh, you know, he he's loving what they've been Aaron doing too. So. Yeah, we, we get a lot of these home league guys actually tuning in. And JT, I tell you what, we should do is uh, let's uh, let's let's chat briefly here as we wrap up to make our Illinois game. That's why we're going at such a fast pace tonight. It's because we want to actually watch a U of I game. Um, and uh, but um, how about our home league? How how you feeling right now? My team has really struggled to score. I I, I had the Connors injury. I had the Jack Hughes injury. I've just had a bunch of guys go out. And and after the hot start for my team, I barely broke 200 points last week. I got smoked. Um, I'm on a little bit of a a downward spiral. But, you know, I'm still in the mix. I got to get some of these guys back off injury and then hopefully kind of turn it around for me. But the home league has been tough this year. I mean, everybody uh, right in the mix this season. Yep, yep, and uh, JT, I'm playing you tonight. Uh, you remember when I made all those trades in one day? Uh, <laughs> yes, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was four and six when that actually happened, and uh, and right now um, I am nine and six, and so I've actually been a winner of five straight since that happened. Since I bought a new team, uh, but right now you got Matthew Kachuk going against me. Uh, JT's got 11 points for you tonight. You're up on me, 118 and 91, uh, and uh, so. I got my work cut out for you. You're desperate right now, trying to actually get in there. We don't have too many weeks left. Uh, but uh, Mitch Marner and the Toronto Maple Leafs need to pick it up tonight. They're they're uh, they're playing like crap. 
Uh, but I got uh, these late night guys right now. I got Jeff Skinner. I got Trevor Moore going later on tonight. And I got Joey Decord and Craig DeSmith uh, uh, going out for my goalies tonight, which I think will both be big goalie wins. So I expect to come out tonight and actually be almost even with you. So, uh, um, but uh, it's been a fun year. It's a very competitive league. Yeah, it's been real competitive. And then in our salary cap league, oh, we had a huge comeback the week before. Got to win on Sunday night. Damn you, we Jensen. We, had, we thought we had one. Our buddy Jensen took us out. We, we got all the way down in the last game, and uh, he got a, a late assist that put him over the top because we were tied all night long. He got a late assist to, to beat us. If we would have been able to uh, pull that one off, we would have had four teams in our league tied at 11-4 and four at the top of the division. We're now slightly back at 10-5. and five. We're playing another 10-5 and five team again this week because it's been a really, really competitive league uh, as uh, Knuckles has kind of moved up to 12-3. and three. He's kind of leading the way as far as the league goes right now. But that, again, real competitive league, a lot of 10-5s, and fives, a lot of 11-4s, uh, like we said. But we were you know, a couple points away from being a four or five-way tie at the top in our salary cap league. So we got to keep fighting there as well. Yep, and uh, JT, we put up 80 last night uh, on Rocky Like a Hurricane, who's uh, also, I think, uh, tied with us for the uh, that that same record in that league. And uh, the good thing is, is we're, we've still got 53 starts left this this week. He's only got 39. I believe we're actually going to get him. Kucherov put up 20 for us last week or last night. Uh, so yeah, he was, uh, uh, he's monster. he's unreal. He's unreal right now. So uh, so yeah. So we're we're right in, we're right in the thick of things in fantasy hockey. We only got probably four to five weeks in most leagues left until we actually make the playoffs. And if it's anything like our home league right now, and before I let you guys go, in our home league right now, I'm going to tell you that uh, Meat Sweats, that's Steve Dietz, actually le- uh, leads the league with a 10-5 and five record. Then you got one, two, three, four teams at 9-6. and six. I'm one of those. Jeff Daylor's one of those. Uh, Jeff Frederick's one of those. Corey Jensen's one of those. And you got Crack House. You got John Martini at 8-7. and seven. Our buddy John McGlynn at 8-7 and seven well. So seven out of the teams are eight and seven or above. Just all bunched up there. And then JT, you're right there, actually eighth place, but you're at five and ten. So you got to get in on points. And right now yeah. you're about 200 points out of there of that uh, sixth spot. So uh, not all is actually lost. And you got to. I know. I got to. I got to crank it up. Like I said, the last two two to three weeks, my team has really really struggled to score after just a great start uh, to the year. So I got to hope my guys pick it up here at the end. And what we've shown in the past, you just got to get in the playoffs. And we always do the last playoff spot is most points scored left. So I just got to, I got to figure out a way to, to get my guys fired up and sneak in the, well, sneak my so, way into the playoffs. So you just figure you'd actually start playing when you play me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's why I figured. I, mean, I figured this is the week. I told the guys yeah. this is the big matchup. This is the big yeah. rivalry. You got up in the locker yeah. rooms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me and Mike <laughs> get it going this week. Me and Mike Sutherland do that actually. Uh, uh, with, with our team there in your two one seven football league. You know, we we won it all this year. And uh, I congrats! A, I a, couldn't believe I didn't win yeah. it. I can't believe I didn't get the well, championship game. I got knocked off the week before, uh, and then you guys, uh, you know, huge. You guys made a lot of off season moves. Huge to come through and win that that league. It's a it's a big big money league for us on that one. Yeah, yeah, and let's just say I'm I'm actually the game day coach in that uh, on that that team. Uh, I I set the lineup every uh, every day. Mike's the general manager, and Mike came down during the playoffs as GM into the locker room and made some hell of speeches. I mean, he was great. So uh, you know, hey, thanks a lot, Mike, for all your speeches. Uh, final word uh, before we kind of cut this thing out and go watch some basketball. Toast. Yeah, we're gonna watch some basketball, uh, line eye basketball. I would say, JT. Uh, I know this is a hockey podcast, but uh, could this be the best team that Brad Underwood's ever had? 
Uh, I, I think that they're they play good. like a team. They play like a they're, team. They, they, they don't have many sure. holes, and uh, they're very unselfish. And uh, uh, they, they, uh, yeah, yeah, they don't. They just uh, they look the part. And I don't know a whole lot about basketball other than actually being a fan. I've never actually never played. I've never actually coached. But nevertheless, you can just tell, and uh, they look great. Yeah, we're uh, you know we got basketball coming. Up. We got, I mean, this is a great time of the year. We got playoff football, hockey, basketball. It's uh, a good time of the year to, to to take in a ton of sports, especially if you're a fan of a, a lot of different sports. So, oh, and real quick, JT, yep. we're gonna get out of here because we got tip off in eight minutes. Um, if any betters out there like looking to get on a bet for tonight, uh, Vancouver on the money line at home versus St. Louis. Both backup goalies are actually going. I don't care if it's backup goalies or the third string for Vancouver. I love Vancouver at home versus St. Louis Blues. They're at minus 230. So what you can actually go ahead and do is you find another college basketball game, maybe one on the West Coast, coast like a Santa Clara or somebody like that, maybe at a plus or like at a minus 700, and then find another like a minus 700, put it with it and get that at even money and go ahead and make that bet tonight. Um, I would uh, definitely jump on Vancouver Moneyline. Yeah, I, I like the where your head's at on that. I, I'm definitely going to jump on them tonight and, and and add it with somebody else for a parlay. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, a little bit of a quicker show than we usually do, but like uh, Toast said, we uh, got to get out of here. And our and our buddy Ryan Martin's going to send it off with an ILL, INI. Thanks. Go, he says, good job, fellas. So we'll be heading off to that. Uh, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. You've been listening to The Stew with JT Brew here on the Stew channel. We'll talk to you guys next time. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery.